People can't get enough of the Stouting Off podcast. Tune in each week as Drew Stoutenberg and his producer, Jordan McMillian, spout off commentary on the everyday. The Stouting Off podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. E2i Design is a full solutions provider for all things audio, video, lighting, and broadcast. Whether it be design, installation, or simply offering gear for a great price, E2i Design supports you by providing the right tools for the job. Look them up on Facebook or Instagram at E2i Design or visit their website, E2iDesign.com. Episode 123 of the podcast is entitled, COVID is here to stay. This one is an information sesh, y'all. I want to talk to you about how I'm going to address 2021 with COVID and a vaccine on the horizon. It's finally here. It's being rolled out. How are we going to handle events this year, weddings or otherwise, with a COVID vaccine? It's not available to everyone yet, but it's getting there. I'm going to talk about it. As always, the only sponsor, the best group of people in the world, E2i Design. Check them out on their social media at E2i Design or E2iDesign.com. It's time for the podcast. It starts right now. And as promised, welcome back. Yours truly, your DJ, Brett Cummins. Thank you so much for joining me for another one. And I was so thrilled to get to talk to my pal, Kara Zoomer of Kara Zoomer Baking. I've got a just a slew of interviews planned for the upcoming months. And uh, I think you're going to like those conversations here. I'm going to try to stick to at least every other week to put out a new episode for you. So thank you to those of you who subscribe. If you're not subscribing, you're just listening Appreciate you being here. Consider subscribing, rating me wherever you get your podcast. So thank you so much. COVID is here to stay. And two weeks into February, we're already distancing ourselves from 2020. I feel good about the fact that, you know, here we are a couple months in and already things are different, right? We've had a very interesting first couple months. And so Things were a little different than they were, and I'm happy for that. I'm glad for that. I, I feel like hope is on the horizon, but I don't know. Uh, things are still just really weird. Still doing the virtual school for Brianna. Um, still waiting on baby number two to show up. So, you know, it's kind of this, uh, this new normalcy that we've developed and that we've uh, gotten used to. So, um, yeah. 2020 is gone. 2021 is here. So if I didn't tell you before, happy new year, even though it is February 11th. Sorry it took me six weeks to do that for you, but yeah. Um, but yeah, right off the bat, I'm just going to tell you that 2021 for Motor City is already going so much better. Thanks to you and all of your awesome referrals, folks. I've been booking events left and right. So thank you. Um, and I'll just be candid. I may have already mentioned this before, but you know, of the 65 events I had planned for last year, I only got to play roughly 13 of them. And so straight up, last year was a rough one for the wedding and event industry. And, you know, what's crazy about it is that it it does rely solely on amazing people like you. You know, I, I don't even know where to begin when I talk about last year and what happened the reality sets in about how awful it really was and how affected all of us were by it. Not even, 
you know, just those of us in the event industry, but the people that we were playing for and shooting and doing video and hair and makeup and wardrobe and food and just everybody in the event industry was affected by that last year. And, you know, it pains me to think about how little of the fun I was able to have because of where we ended up with COVID-19. And it really pains me because I had to resort to fist bumps instead of shaking hands or, or hugging necks like I normally do. That the connection I feel with my clients and, and their guests just wasn't the same. And it was no one's fault. You know, safety is paramount, right? And I, and I deeply love and respect every couple and client that postponed their event to keep themselves and their guests safe. So truly, uh, as much as it was horrible not to be able to to do those things to make it a more personal experience. Yes, I, I very much am a sociable, personable, personal guy. So shaking a hand, hugging a neck just as a way to say congratulations or, hey, how are you? Uh, it's tough for a guy like me not to be able to do those things. So much love and respect to those of you that postponed your events to keep yourselves and your guests safe. Um, you know, from an insider's perspective, it quite literally changed how I do things from just the handful of events I was able to play, right? I learned a few things of how, um, you know, how to make what I do safer moving forward. And ironically, it's no surprise that what we know about COVID and how to combat it is constantly changing, just like the virus itself, right? So, you know, we don't have any control over this pandemic as it, as it just rolls right over us. And to make matters worse, a lot of this left hand not knowing what the right hand is doing stuff is everywhere, be it from, you know, information really is the biggest thing that I'm talking about, right? Information is different on a federal level to a state level to even a local level. Um, the government's trying to figure out how their processes are going to go, then trying to communicate that to the state as the governors figure out what to do. I'm not here to politicize, just stating fact. And then, of course, We've seen local communities handle things on their own level and way. So information is different. Everything's different from one level to the next. And, and I try to do my best to, to have all the answers for all of you, my clients. And of course, if I don't know something, at least I know where to look, right? So those words I don't know, generally, typically not part of my vocabulary. So while I don't have control over the information itself, I can control how and when I communicate that information to you. So I've tried my best to stay ahead of all the COVID updates by posting to social media, uh, keeping updates on the website, the online planning tools that are available to you clients. So my promise is that I will always tell you what I know as soon as I know it. And the biggest issue though with all of this is that, you know, we were waiting with bated breath, hoping a vaccine would arrive. And it took some time, but it's finally here. And you may not think it's a big deal, but really it could be. This vaccine, don't care who it's from, Moderna, Pfizer, uh, you know, Johnson & Johnson was working on one. I know there's a few other names being put out there, but this vaccine could be a big deal for the wedding and event industry. For all of us and these events moving forward, it's a huge deal. Now, I'm not suggesting we should all rush out and party, but having a COVID vaccine could 
quite positively impact weddings and events moving forward. So just even having that available could be huge for us. And so today for this next uh, little bit that I'm chatting with you, and, and again, thank you for listening as always to the podcast. I appreciate you for taking some time out of your day. Hopefully you've got me popped on in the car uh, or you know, you're waiting for the next bit of work while you're remote working from home. Appreciate you for listening. So today what I want to do is chat about what we should consider, all of us, as the vaccine makes its rounds and what it could mean for events this year. So I want to talk about three specific different areas and then maybe answer some other questions you might have. So uh, I want to talk about wedding and event venues. I want to talk about your guests, your guest lists and and travel specifically. And then finally, I'll wrap up with uh, talking about uh, health and safety and what it means for all of us. And so, yeah, let's dive right in. The, the biggest concern is the event, the venue itself, right? We know that the venue can be a problem because this vaccine spreads from person to person. So when you multiply the amount of people to people, put them in a room together, things are going to change and your risk now changes. And I will say that one thing I was proud to see last year as we were figuring this whole thing out was that most venues seemed to take this thing very seriously. And I will say, I only played a couple events indoors. The first one was quite literally the day after we started shutting things down. It was that week. I think I've talked about that in a couple episodes of the podcast. It was, I don't think it was Friday the 13th. I think it was Saturday the 14th. And I I have to give mad props to my man Dantes over there at the Detroit Historical Museum. Dantes and his folks had a game plan in place before there even was a game plan in place and before we were even given any official advisement on what to do. I remember reaching out to Dantes on Instagram just to say, hey man, uh, here's a scoop. What's the deal? And he filled me in. He said, this is what we're going to do. I said, this is awesome. So they were all over it and I will, yeah, I'll plug them right here. I, I, I definitely would recommend anybody. In fact, they are a preferred vendor of Motor City HDJ as I I believe, am a preferred vendor over there. Dantes sends me a whole bunch of business. So I appreciate you, Dantes. Thank you, sir. And uh, yeah, book your event over at any of the Detroit Historical Sites. Um, I believe the website, DetroitHistoricalSociety.org. DetroitHistoricalSociety.org. Subscribe uh, to their social media as well. You can follow them, I believe, on Instagram and other social media outlets. So do it right away. DetroitHistoricalSociety.org. Thanks, Dantes, for having a plan in place and and for having it together. So uh, of the rest of the events I played, right, I mentioned just having a couple indoor venues and totally understand. I think the other one was a golf course uh, in White Lake on the 4th of July weekend, um, a smaller size of group, and the tables were spaced out. The amount of people at the tables was limited, so that was important too. And of the rest of the events I played, all of them, were moved to outdoor venues. And that was a smart move. I will say to every client that may have been annoyed by the fact you had to shift things around because of this, please hear me when I tell you, you did the right thing. You still partied and you quite possibly saved lives by your decision. So thank you. I know it wasn't fun making that phone call to everybody to say, hey, listen, we're changing, changing it up. Right. I I remember those phone calls with some of you. How do you handle outdoor events? I got you. No worries. 
we handled it, didn't we? We handled the outdoor event and it was amazing. So to those of you who changed it up gracefully, thank you for what you did. Uh, again, quite possibly save some lives with what you did. And there is a clear and huge difference, right, between indoor and outdoor venues right now. It, it's science. And again, not here to politicize or dig too deep into the nerdy realm of science, despite the fact I am quite the self-proclaimed nerd myself. There is a difference between indoor and outdoor venues. Think about it. Hopefully, this makes sense to you. Cram a bunch of people in a room, give them alcohol, and they're more likely to spread germs. It's a fact. We lose inhibitions. And yeah, the two are related. It's clear, <laughs> right? You put people in a room, cram together, give them booze, and all hell breaks loose. It's just, if you've never had a sip of alcohol before, more power to you. If you have, you know what we're talking about. Uh, inhibition just goes out the window. So it's a very unsafe set of circumstances. Those of you who had your outdoor weddings, you put the wedding in a tent. Now we're talking. And that's uh, that was awesome. Even uh, tents in October. Of course, it was a little warmer, unseasonably a little warmer this fall. But I was able to enjoy some outdoor weddings in some very warm tents. So uh, thank you for letting me share that with you in your warm outdoor tents. But really, the, the science behind all of this comes down to ventilation. Okay. What we've learned from the numbers over the last year tell us that the transmission risk of COVID is higher in places where the ventilation is poor. So that's why it doesn't make sense to cram people into an indoor space. The ventilation is not the same as a tent, as an outdoor venue. So outdoor weddings and events pose less of a risk simply because the ventilation is better, right? Open air as opposed to indoor. And, and even as the vaccine becomes more accessible, we will continue to see outdoor weddings and events pose less of a risk uh, with that in mind. And so the bottom line about all of this, as far as your venue is concerned, truly very simply, well-ventilated wedding and event locations are a much better idea. Also, they're a better idea because, well, that's less fuss. You have to worry about an indoor venue, maybe capacity restrictions that way, higher probability of transmission. Okay, so definitely consider that as far as wedding venues go, that's, um, you know, those are some of my thoughts about that. Let's get into your guests. And, and this is really tough. I know this is a very tough conversation to have. You want to make sure that you have the right people, my air quotes, hopefully you can see them from where you're at. You want to have the right people there. And a guest list is one of those things that is very carefully constructed very well thought out, planned out, sometimes political. <laughs> Do we invite aunt so-and-so? She kind of ticked off grandma so-and-so at Christmas, you know, that whole thing. So the, the guest list is, is definitely, um, it can be a challenge for some people. And what I will say is that we are seeing, you know, we know we're seeing promising results with the COVID vaccine now being super effective at keeping people safe from the virus. But again, it comes down to sheer volume of numbers. So the biggest question remains about how this will affect our ability to have big parties or even be able to get to the event. So do we keep it small? Do we go big and hope 
people are vaccinated, right? How much success will the vaccine have at eliminating transmission of the virus? That's also another huge question. So going back to what I said earlier, what we're learning about COVID and the effects the vaccine will have is changing constantly. I mean, they're literally doing research, new research on this daily. I would even, you know, venture to say to the minute (laughs) there are people researching this stuff. So for now, it seems like a good idea to keep your guest list under control. So if it's not the size of the guest list, maybe again, think about the variety of pods that you might have on your guest list. If we're moving people around from different pods of people i I, I don't know i'll use the word pod because i think that's the buzzword right we're talking about your pod your specific group of people i know the michigan at least the last i read with the restrictions and considerations for covid was that we're trying to limit gatherings to households of you know two different households so i would consider that to be your pod people that you trust people that you know haven't been out doing silly stupid things to get sick right you, you definitely want to maybe consider keeping your pods under control with your guest list. And I guess the question you have to ask yourself is that can you guarantee that everyone at your event has taken this COVID thing seriously to the point that they're going to assist in preventing transmission? So ultimately, it comes down to reducing the risk of exposure, right? So the bottom line in this is that even though more and more people are getting vaccinated, Try to think of other unique ways to celebrate safely. You know, I, I know you want to have everybody there. More people there means a better time, which means more cards in your box. Let's get real. I know how you're thinking. <laughs> you're looking for those cards and gifts. You want those gifts? I know you do. But consider, you know, more unique ways to celebrate safely. And maybe even prevent giving your guests, preventing your guests from having a reason to travel. So maybe consider doing something like live streaming, and I'll get into that here in a moment. But the bottom line is that, yes, the vaccine is out there. Maybe consider different unique ways to still have your event and keep people safe as far as your guest list goes. Um, Which leads me to item number three, health and safety. I mean, it's pretty clear that the people who know all about this stuff are trying to educate themselves more every day about what a vaccine for COVID can do. And to no fault of their own, it's, I mean, it's not happening overnight. Science takes time. We didn't figure everything out overnight. They're still learning. And this thing is mutating, rapidly mutating. We now have a strain of this thing that is moving faster, is more contagious, but less deadly. So how do we combat that version of the virus? And so the scientists are working on it. And as far as a vaccine goes and what it can do for people, the biggest question is, is how long will that protection last? We had the conversation last year about people that got COVID and developed antibodies. There was this thing, well, the antibodies are going to stay with you forever. And then, well, you know, the antibodies are only going to stick around for a few months. And so who do you believe? Of course, science being what it is, I trust a scientist over just a talking head on a news channel. So how long will the the protection last with the vaccine? We're going to need to have concrete information on that before we can decide how and when to change safety protocols. 
So it won't happen overnight. This will not be something that's just a switch that flips and we're like, all right, well, everything's back to normal. Everybody's vaccinated. Let's go back to having fun. So we have to think about that. Um, what new advice can I give? I've had people ask me that question. What new advice can I give in planning a safe event for this year? Well, I mean, I'll just tell you, folks, honestly, none. Keep doing what you're doing. The only new thing I would say, and, and the only new idea I've heard floating around is that in recent weeks, the CDC is now suggesting that two masks are better than one. It makes sense. You, you double up on the masks. Of course, it's going to decrease the amount of, of your liquid droplets that get through a piece of cloth if you're going that route, if you're using N95s or what have you. Uh, that would be my suggestion. Definitely consider double masking up. Other than that, same stuff applies. Same story. Do what you're doing, right? So social distancing helps, of course. And um, remember, I've, I've told this, I've said this on other episodes. Remember that I'm going to do my part with that too. As far as social distancing is concerned, you'll see the fist bumps and less handshakes and hugs. And I may even consider having your venues provide me with an extra linen table. Linen may not be a word, but it is what it is. Um, to provide me another table with extra linen to place in front of where I stand as a way to just increase that awareness for your guests that, hey, this guy's trying to take it seriously. Maybe, um, you know, stay away. <laughs> and, and the mobile request system is perfect for that, right? So your guests can request music from the website on their phone still be involved and not necessarily have to be up in my face and, and vice versa. So I'm still working through that idea and I'll keep you posted on that, but that's definitely something that I am heavily considering for now. The other suggestion I would say, as far as health and safety is concerned, you definitely want to make sure everyone, including your vendors are, are double masking up. I don't think it's enough to say just the vendors need to, or yeah, the guests can do it while they're sitting at their table. I, I, you know, we probably need to consider this and, and be more serious about this. I think the more time we spend in the mask when we're out and about, the less exposure we'll have and, and the quicker this thing will subside. That's the hope, at least. And, uh, of course, um, what other safety items can you instill? Well, like I said, use the power of technology to keep your guests in the know with any changes you've made. And if you are going to be doing anything as far as a venue change or, hey, we're going to do a plated meal instead of a buffet uh, or we're going to have a buffet with servers instead of, you know, serve yourself, let them know what's going on. Keep your guests posted as the event planning process moves on. And of course, with the advent of technology, live streaming is at an all time high, right? We're shoot over the summer. I had to go to an unlimited data plan on my phone. <laughs> well, that was a fault of mine for leaving the GPS running apparently for a week, I guess, but I digress. And I'm here now with a, an unlimited data plan. But yeah, live streaming, you, you keep that as a backup or maybe as a mainstay way to keep everyone involved with the event. Maybe you have a smaller event, but you live stream your ceremony. That's always a possibility. You know, Zoom is doing what it can to keep uh, keep everybody connected. There are other avenues as well. Maybe thinking uh, about trimming back the time too. instead of a six hour party, maybe you consider a four hour soiree, which I know is not 
I deal. I get it. You want to just party your little hearts out. And I understand that's why I do what I do. But consider the less amount of time we're together, the less of a risk of contracting COVID. So bottom line, of course, with all of this is while the vaccine is being rolled out, all of us should stick diligently to the original game plan of our the precautions that we developed at the onset of this thing. So we can't, we cannot take our eye off the ball or let our guard down for a single solitary moment. It will change things. If we let our guard down, we have got to stay. I wouldn't say hyper aware. Come on now. Okay. Relax. Wash your hands. Make sure your hands are away from your face. We just can't let our guard down. Simple as that. Other questions you might have, well, uh, there there have been a few that I've tried to kind of get ahead of here as far as what you would ask me and how I would respond. Uh, one question, of course, what do you think are the chances that we would need to reschedule our event? That's a great question. I've had a couple people ask me over email. This week I've rescheduled a couple because still unsure about what the venue restrictions would be. Uh, I, and, and honestly, folks, I mean, everything's up in the air still. We just don't know. I, I, I do feel that we're getting closer to some sort of normalcy, but right now we have to, we just, like I said, we have to keep those eyes and ears at attention, those feelers up as we uh, move into part two of this thing. Um, my biggest advice here for this person, if you're considering needing to reschedule your event, uh, my biggest advice would be to have a plan B and quite frankly, maybe even a plan C, who knows? And I've already told you, in other episodes and just in regular conversation that as no, as long as I'm available, everything you've hired me to do will carry over to your new event date. If we need to talk, uh, you know, overnight accommodations or something because you've adjusted the distance or, or you've, you've changed the venue location and it's now a further distance for me to have to drive, we can definitely cross that bridge when we come to it. But for right now, at the end of the day, I'm here for you no matter what. All you need to know is that you've got a backup plan in case we take that dreaded step backwards in the state and that I have your back as well. So have a plan B in case we take a step backwards as far as the transmission in the state with all of the changes we had to deal with over the summer, right? So same thing, stay alert. Another question, uh, if, we have, if we have to keep changing dates, will there be a charge? So this has been a sticking point for me because I do try to be so flexible with my clients. And I will say those of you that, that signed your agreement before or during the worst of the pandemic, you're off the hook. So really as of March, 2021, okay, so that's going to be uh, probably end of the month, next month, new clients to me will notice that their agreement mentions an additional investment for a date change. Okay, so if you're listening to this, if you're a client before March of 2021, you're good. If you're new to me, you probably already noticed it because we read the agreement together line by line. So there are no questions. And then, yeah, there will be an addition, most likely an additional investment for a date change. And I really, to be quite candid, I really wrestled with that idea for a while. And it came down to the fact that I don't have a physical inventory to replace. I'm quite literally a dealer of time, right? You hire me to manage your time in a fun way, 
right? So dates and times on a calendar are my inventory. I can't really easily replace that, right? Time, once it's gone, we don't get it back. That's it. We lose it. We can't replace it. We have to just keep moving forward with it constantly. And so with the revenue I lost last year, I have to find a way to replace my inventory somehow. And this was the most logical way to do that. So again, for those of you, March 2021, earlier than that, you're good. Clearly, you know that. For those of you listening to this and saw us, saw, saw it in your agreement, heard us read it together, uh, duh, you know, you already are, you're aware of the circumstances and, uh, uh, you know, that there will be an investment for a date change. Have I been vaccinated? Not yet. But as soon as it's my turn, I will be there. Um, I will wait as long as it takes to make sure that our frontline workers, our senior citizens, uh, immune compromised loved ones, and, and really anyone else uh, with a higher priority needing the vaccine, that they get it first. I don't want to take an opportunity away from someone else that needs it more than I do right now. I just saw the doctor a couple weeks ago, other than just a little hypertension, which I'm already on medication for. He says, I'm healthy and that we're going to be okay. And that I'm going to be there to play your events. And as soon as that vaccine becomes available for a guy like me at 40 years old, I will be there to get it, but not if it means cutting in line. So I, I will tell you, and, and this is not a debate that I'm trying to start. I'm just going to, you know, you're listening to my podcast, which is my opinion. <laughs> not really a debate unless, you know, we open up a debate format. That's Well, we can visit that down the road. But I trust the science and I trust the researchers that are working tirelessly on the vaccine and will gladly honor them by protecting myself and others from COVID when the time comes. So I haven't been vaccinated yet. I'm not prioritized for that. But as soon as I can take the vaccine and as, as long as it's safe to do so and it's been prioritized for me at that point in time, I will do that because, yes, I trust the scientists and the researchers that are working on it. And the last question that I, I'm going to answer here, even though it comes up all the time, what is your cancellation policy? That's a great question. Always is and always has been and always will be a non-refundable retainer of 50% up front to do business together. That's my cancellation policy. I've removed things like cancel within a certain period of time. You owe me the balance. Uh, they do still exist in my agreement with the assumption that one day... COVID will be eradicated and we can go back to business as usual, but I'm very flexible with that right now as far as the window is concerned. So cancellation wise, if you cancel the event, there's that retainer. I, I keep that retainer because that's the cost of doing business. And if you've paid your event in full and for some reason we can't work together after you've rescheduled or some other COVID related incident, I will always gladly return any money you've paid less that retainer. So easy peasy there. Okay. Always and forever. That retainer is the cost to do business. You're hiring me to do a job, to plan a job for you. And the good news is if you do reschedule and you can't use me for that day, you do keep me on retainer, which means we just work out a new agreement, settle on a new date, and then take care of the balance at that point. So um, that's the good news is I do transfer all of that to a new date 
with a new agreement, and then um, you just pay the difference of what you would have paid originally. So that's the good news for you. So any monies you've paid after that, if I have to cancel, okay, if I have to cancel, I give everything back to you, okay? If I have to cancel for any reason, you are fully refunded because it's not fair for me to keep money for a job that I have no intention of doing, you see? So absolutely, my cancellation policy, if you need to change things, if we get to it where you reschedule and I'm not available, I keep the retainer and then any monies you've paid on top of that, I give back to you. And that's it, real simple stuff. So, um, and then as far as the episode is concerned, that. That, that was a short one, a real quick one, I feel like this one just flew by for me as far as talking into your ears ago. So I appreciate you for listening. And uh, yeah, definitely. I'm very encouraged by what's going on in the world uh, as we progress towards a, uh, a solid vaccination process and getting more people vaccinated against COVID-19. I didn't feel this way a year ago, I can tell you that as we were just, well, in February, we were just starting to hear more about this news coming out of China and what this vaccine really meant. And so I feel better now, almost a year later, uh, as far as when we were shutting things down here in Michigan, I feel better a year later knowing that we're headed in the right direction. So social media, you can always find me. You know the drill, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MotorCityHDJ.com. And of course, um, like I just said, we're getting closer. Uh, the first events that I have scheduled are currently scheduled for May, and I could not be more thrilled. So thank you to those amazing couples of you out there that are the first ones back at it. It's like a summer, like a really long summer vacation, except, you know, worrying about whether or not you're going to get sick. So <laughs> there's that. And um, we are going to party this year. I promise you that. If anything else, I, I try not to make promises I can't keep. But I am promising you right now that we are going to party this year. And I'm going to be there with you. So thanks for being along with me on the ride. Uh, lastly, I just want to give a quick credit to Taylor Cusick Holman of WeddingPro.com for some of the thoughts I shared in this episode. I did uh, share some of those things verbatim that she shared on WeddingPro.com as far as a, a way to answer the question. So I want to give her credit for that. Taylor Cusick Holman of WeddingPro.com. So appreciate her and all the work that they're doing over at WeddingPro to keep vendors like myself in the know. So thank you, Taylor. And as always, Motor City, would you stay safe, mask up, wash your hands, stay away from each other for goodness sake. And I look forward to talking to you next time. Until then, be kind to each other. 